Welcome to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage. We have John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club defeated Bandito and the Best Friends, who are going by the Best Amigos in this match, uh, where Claudio launches Yuta off the top rope onto Chuck Taylor, who had just been taken out by Death Rider from Moxley as Yuta gets the pin. We have an open challenge for the TBS Championship as Jade Cargill takes on Danny B, who has appeared a couple times on Dark. Defeats her in under a minute after hitting a follow-away slam and a big boot. Then Mark Sterling gets on a mic and says, uh, asks if that was the best that Texas had to offer. And called out someone else. And we get one of Dustin Rhodes' students named Genesis. And Chris Jericho, who was on commentary, mentioned that Genesis had suffered a stroke and was paralyzed and couldn't walk or speak, but ended up getting into wrestling. Jade stopped her with a spear and the Jaded to become 59-0. and 0. And then Sterling says he's thinking of her going 60-0 and 0 and asked for another wrestler. Out came local talent named Uju, but she gets interrupted and knocked out by Taya Valkyrie, who makes her way to the ring instead. Taya takes out Layla Gray, hits the road to Valhalla to Jade, and Taya says that she's back from suspension, and she will see Jade at double or nothing as the match is made official. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated Ari Davari, Josh Woods, and Tony Nese of the Varsity Athletes. Mass Caster's Freestyle said everything is bigger in Texas except Josh Woods' tiny balls. Anthony Bowens hits the arrival on Nese, followed by the mic drop from Max Caster to get the win. We go to another episode of QTV as QT Marshall asks Aaron Solo if he was the one who hacked Matt Hardy's Twitter. He says he would never do that as he doesn't want to get deleted. QT says that he signed them up for the Blackjack Battle Royal and Harley Cameron gets excited for her pay-per-view debut, but QT says, oh, it's not her. QT gets excited that Powerhouse Hobbs is on the poster for Collision as they named all the people Hobbs could take now, could take out now, including Miro, Buff Bagwell, the Blue Meanie, and Tatanka. And QT says on June 17th, the real story begins. Tony Schiavone was in the ring and introduced the Hardys and Isaiah Cassidy. Matt Hardy says that at double or nothing, they will take on the Guns and Ethan Page. And if they win, Matt will be in charge of Ethan Page's contract. Oh, goody. Jeff Hardy says that they're writing their song to become the AEW Tag Team Champions. Ethan Page comes out by himself and says that he didn't ask for this and he doesn't want to do this. Page was trying to get Cassidy on his side and said that he was the only one on his side. And they were, they were going to form a tag team called the Moan Event. And he tries to hug Cassidy, but he gets pushed away. As they're distracted, the Guns attack the Hardys from behind with chairs. Page then jumps off the ropes into Cassidy who had his neck trapped in a chair and told him that he would never be able to moan again, let alone wrestle. Chris Jericho on commentary started calling Adam Cole a coward and said that he could beat his ass if he was there. They cut to Cole, who was outside the building, and said that every single week he would beat Jericho's ass when he leaves the building. Jericho says the agreement of Cole being banned from ringside is now null and void and challenges him to double or nothing in an unsanctioned match and rips up the document. And Cole says that's exactly what he wanted and he makes his way to the arena and goes after Jericho as they start brawling until security comes and separates them. And in the main event, Dustin Rhodes defeated Bishop Khan of the Mogul Embassy. At one point, Khan sends Dustin into a camera that causes Dustin to get busted open and gushes blood heavily from his face. Despite this, Rhodes was able to stop Khan and hit the final reckoning for the pin. Brian Cage runs out after and takes out Rhodes with a powerbomb and Swerve Strickland makes his way to the ring. Keith Lee comes out and takes out Khan and Cage before confronting Swerve in the ring. The Mogul Embassy is stopped, stops Lee by attacking him from behind with a chair before setting up the chair on top of him as Swerve takes out Lee with a top rope stomp. So these two don't have a match at double or nothing as far as I'm concerned. Um... I'm going to guess they're probably going to be in the Blackjack Battle Royal, just like everybody else, I guess, who has a program that doesn't have a match going into this show. We go to Impact Wrestling, and before the Impact, Diener and Khan of the, of the design defeated Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice, with Diener pinning Dice after the DDT he calls the Antidote. Onto the main show, Trey Miguel defeated Laredo Kid in a non-title match. Pretty good match here that had a finish, where Trey took off Laredo's mask just to roll him up while he was trying to cover his face. Miguel gets on a mic after and says that he will hold this show for hostage until he gets the respect that he deserves. But when we come back from commercial, he's still in the ring. But Chris Saban comes out. Saban names a bunch of former X Division champions and said that Trey disrespected them all, and he wants respect. He will give him respect. 
and the respect he gives him is by telling him that he's going to beat him at Under Siege to become the nine-time X Division type of champion, and tells Trey to get out of his ring, which Trey begrudgingly does. Jay Vidal interrupts Trinity, who's stretching in the back, and tells her, The picture that he took last week got him in trouble, and Giselle Shaw got pissed. Trinity tells him to tell Giselle if she has a problem to come say it to her face. Jay says that Giselle is injured and won't be cleared until next week, so Trinity says that's perfect since she has an open challenge match at Under Siege. Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan had a sit-down interview where they talk about the history together, and how far back they go, and how they met, and talk about how they fought each other, because that's what wrestlers do. But Callahan says that if you need help against the design, he's going to pick someone close to him, just like Swan. Jason Hodge defeated Ace Austin. John Skyler and Brian Myers came out with Hodge and told Chris Bay if he gets involved in a match, he'll have to deal with them. And what do you know? Skyler went after Austin as Myers distracted the referee until Bay came in for the save. Austin tried to roll up Hodge for the pin, but as Hodge pushes Austin off, Myers knocks out Austin with a punch as Hodge rolls him up for the win. Steve Macklin was backstage with Champagne Singh and Shira and said that they proved themselves last week by attacking Heath and they need to do it again and they need to follow his orders tonight as they all walk off together. Gia Miller was interviewing Jordan Grace, where Jay's Grace says that she wants Gianna Peraza at her best for Under Siege. Alicia Edwards interrupts and says she doesn't have her fooled, and her attack in Diana was not an accident. Trinity defeated Kylin King. This is Trinity's first wrestling match since May 2022, and she looked fantastic, and a good first opponent back in King. Taylor Wilde kept interfering on the outside until she finally got caught and ejected. Crowd was really into this match that went a bit over seven, uh, 11 minutes, with Trinity winning by submission after turning into a sunset flip into her field glow submission that she now calls Starstruck. Jay Vidal comes out after the match and tells Trinity that Giselle accepts her open challenge for Under Siege. Jay went to smack Trinity, but she catches him and kicks him in the head. We go back to Macklin Singh and Shira, who find PCO backstage and start attacking him. They put a cement block on his back as Macklin breaks it with a sledgehammer. We see Jessica backstage waiting patiently for Rosemary until the Coven interrupts and starts making fun of her. Jessica says that she can't go in the door as it's locked by magic and the Coven isn't powerful enough to open it. Jody Threat defeated Sierra, who's been in NWA lately. Jody qu- makes quick work of her, pinning her after hitting the F416. We go to Dirty Dangle backstage with Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dyson so that he realized they aren't capable of attacking Santino Morella. Joe Henry appears as Dangle says it was interesting that they accused Henry. Henry, Henry could have did it. And then Dangle asks Henry if it's true and notices that Henry tried to steal the spotlight from him. Henry says he's a champion and he doesn't have to hear this. And as he walks away, he rips Dangle's shirt while they're in a scuffle and reveals that Dangle has a spot of missing chest hair, the same chest hair that was found on the scene of the crime, revealing that the one who attacked Santino was Dirty Dangle. And Dirty Dangle realizes that he got caught and he attacks Henry as this match is made official for Under Siege. Alex Shelley, Jonathan Gresham, and Yuri Romero defeated Moose, Frankie Kazarian, and Eddie Edwards as all six men are involved in a six-waist number one contenders match at Under Siege. Pretty well match here as Edwards and Kazarian partnership ends up breaking down as Kazarian clotheslines Edwards. Shelly follows this with a shell shock on Edwards to get the pen. I will have coverage of Under Siege this Friday at postwrestling.com. We go to ROH and Honor Club. Starts with Ray Phoenix defeated Gringo Loco in a fantastic opener here where Phoenix reverses a posing Rana uh, into the Phoenix Rising Cutter for the pen in about nine minutes. Willow Nightingale defeated Maddie Rinkowski, who's making her Ring of Honor debut. Willow makes quick work of Maddie, hitting her with a pounce, followed by the Dr. Bomb for the easy win as Caprice and Ian rap both times that her song plays. The Iron Savages defeated the Wingman's Peter Avalon and Ryan Nemeth, who are both making their ROH debut as well. Easy work here for the Savages with them hitting the Iron Tower on both of them, with Bronson getting the pen. Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel defeated Cole Carter and Zach Clayton, Clayton making his ROH debut. Daniels hits Clayton with the best moonsault ever for the pen, as Daniels and Seidel continue to press since reuniting their tag team. Lady Frost defeated Miranda Alizé with a temperature drop moonsault to get her first win in ROH. And Helico and Serpentico with the Spanish announced project defeated Cheeseburger and Eli Isom, who's making his return to ROH after spending some time in Mexico. And Helico was able to trap Cheeseburger and the Navarro Death Roll to tap him out. Zack Sabre Jr. defends the New Japan World Television title, defeated Aero Fox, definitely the best, the best match of the show. 
slightly edging out Phoenix and Gringo. Uh, Saber retained here by trapping Fox in a stretch muffler for the submission victory in about 12 minutes. Saber gets interviewed after and calls himself the best and most active TV champion, which prompted Samoa Joe to come out. Show says there can only be room for one TV champion here, and how about they find out tonight? But they get interrupted by Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. Daniels says that he was TV champion before, but thinks it's time for Seidel to get one, who says he has his eyes on both of these belts, and they ask who wants to step up. So Saber suggests that himself and Samoan Joseph take on Daniels and Seidel, and if either one of them pin either one of the champions, they'll earn themselves a title shot, and after that, Saber and Joe can go at it. Gates of Agony defeated Dalton Castle and one of the boys, this one being Brandon, as Brett was taken out by the Mogul Embassy a couple weeks back. Good showing from Castle and Brandon, but they were stopped with the open the gates on Brandon as Toa Leona gets the pen. Castle kept complaining that Brandon wasn't the legal man, though. Shane Taylor and the Work Horseman defeated Ricky Gibson, Eddie Pearl, and Shaft rather quickly, dominating the match as Taylor hit the package pile driver on Shaft for the easy win. The Righteous were backstage, were playing mind games with Stu Grayson until the rest of the Dark Order tried to step in and defend Stu, but Stu told him to stay out of their business um, and help make his own choice, and he gives a righteous one chance as they will team up the following week so interesting development here mercedes martinez coming back from injury her last match being at final battle in december defeated ashley dunbois uh, martinez was able to put on the brass city sleeper for the submission win here and in the main event in a fight without honor match action andretti and darius martin defeated the kingdom in only the second fight without honor tag team match uh, many weapons in this match is expected including tables ladders chairs trash cans crazy spot with matt taven putting darius martin through a standing chair with the purple thunder and at one point mike bennett took out maria by accident as martin gets out of the way on the outside but the finish came with martin putting bennett on his shoulders as, a, as andretti hit him with a knee off of the ladder as martin gets the pin for the win we go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes. The Tonga Twins defeated Sylvia Sanchez and Vivian Rivera Las Banditas after hitting Rivera with a Tonga Twist. Foxy Fierce defeated BK Rhythm with a Code Red as they show her sister Roxy Fierce watching in on the crowd. So I'm pretty sure we're going to get the Fierce sisters pretty soon in WoW. Holly Dead and Siren the Voodoo Doll defeated Jesse Jones and Americana. The end saw Americana asked to be tagged in because Jones was still showing signs of her injury. But Americana gets distracted with her son Levi who's ringside and gets attacked by Holly Dead for the pen. I don't know. Maybe just leave Levi in the back or something. I feel like every time this kid's in the front row, he's causing somebody to lose, whether it be Jesse Jones or uh, Americana. Just, you know, stay in the back. That's all. And in the main event here, Vicky Lynn McCoy defeated Leia McCoa rather quickly after hitting the pink thunder drop bomb. We go to NWUSA. This is part two of the World is a Vampire show with Triple A. We have three title matches here with La Rebellion defending the World Tag Team Championships against Blue Demon Jr. and Vampiro after Damian 666 on the outside sprays Vampiro with Mist, followed by a DDT from Mecha Wolf for the pin. Camille defends the World Women's title against Lady Flamer after hitting a spear out of nowhere. And Tyrus defends the NW World Heavyweight Championship against Daga in under five minutes after Daga came down awkwardly after hitting a stomp and clutched his knee. So Tyrus takes advantage and drops a big elbow for the pin. We go to NWA Power. Blake Troop defeated Talos by submission after hitting with a punch. He calls the hand grenade and putting on a modified figure four as Talos taps out right away. The Rebellion and Magnum Muscle uh, fought for the NWA World Tag Team Championships, but we had a dusty finish here with Dak Draper pinning Mecha Wolf to win the tag titles, but Billy Corgan comes out and says that Mecha Wolf wasn't the legal man and declares the match a no contest. Kerry Morton defeated Jeremiah Plunkett in a non-title match after hitting the showstopper as Plunkett didn't make weight for this junior heavyweight championship match. In the main event segment, we have a master lock challenge with Chris Adonis and Aaron Stevens. Stevens kept stalling and told the referee to check Adonis's fingernails. He takes a while to take off his jacket, but eventually Adonis puts on the master lock and Stevens starts screaming right away and gives up. We have uh, NXT level up here where Eddie Thorpe defeated Kale Dixon with a jumping elbow drop finisher that he desperately needs a, a name for or even a different move. I'm not a fan of this move, to be honest with you. Kalani Jordan and Wendy Chuka interviewed backstage and said that after they went against each other last week, Jordan was feeling really good about herself and she bumped into Electra Lopez and Lola Vice who were mean to her until Wendy had her back. 
So they team up here as Kalani Jordy and Wendy Chu defeated Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. Good chemistry from both these tag teams as Kalani took out Lopez and Wendy hits a snooze button on Lola for the pen to give Kalani her first win in NXT. In the main event here, Luca Crucifino defeated Dante Chan. Luca had the referee distracted by, bring, by bringing his briefcase in the ring. As the ref took it away, Luca hits a thumb to the eyes on Chen and rolls him up to get the pen in his first win. On WWE main event, Dana Brooke defeated Emma. Commentator brought up how these two used to be a tag team back at NXT. Dominant, uh, Emma was dominant here at the end until Dana turned into, into a suplex into a roll-up for the surprise pen. And Nikki Cross defeated Tegan Knox. Knox had an insert promo before this where she said she used to be the nice girl on SmackDown. But now on Raw, she's going... Th- to become the Red Dragon, and she's going to enjoy beating people up. They go back and forth at the end until Cross hits a spinning neckbreaker for the pen and a good match here in her main event debut. And an uh, interesting note here with the WWE Network Edition, we have Night 2 of the WXW 16 Karat Gold here. The featured commander, who's actually featured on the thumbnail um, on Peacock and WWE Network here, it's kind of interesting now that he's con- a contract with AEW. But other talent on this show included Trey Miguel, Mancha Slamovich, Aries, and Francisco Akira. If you want to see some outside WWE guys on the WWE Network, this is a chance to, t- to do it. They did have a match here with Davey Richards that was cut, although they did show his match on Night 1 that was uploaded a couple weeks ago. So interesting tidbit there. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 